I don't want you guys to, you know, just sit around here in the main roster and do nothing. I want to use your potential. So I split you off and you go, you go to NXT UK uh, just to go back with your old group, Ring Camp, yeah. together and just, you know, start building NXT UK and start you guys as a brand. And then eventually you will split off and we'll feud with them. That was the first idea. What's up, Bengal fans? It's your host, Joey Carney. And I want to thank you for clicking on this video. It was an amazing experience and I can't wait for you to watch the full episode and enjoy it just as much as I did filming it. Now, if you haven't already, please like and subscribe down below to stay up to date with all the Angles activity right here on YouTube. Now enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Angle Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joey Carney. And with me today is someone who actually uh, is very talked about right now in the world of professional wrestling. He's one of the most hardworking wrestlers that we have today. He's a former NXT Tag Team Champion, and you all know him as Alexander Wolf from his time in WWE. But he is the Axel Axeman Axe Tisher. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for uh, taking the time to talk. I know, like I said, there's a lot of uh, people trying to get a piece of you right now. So I appreciate you being able to come on here and talk. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. And to kind of start things off, uh, I mean, I guess we can talk about uh, this whole last year that the world has gone through. And for you, it's been a little different because you've been traveling back and forth. So how has, uh, I guess, the time in quarantine or in the pandemic really uh, changed or how has it affected your traveling schedule? Uh, it has affected the travel schedule a lot because uh, I could not move back from the States to England and, and yeah, back and forth. Um, and also, I kind of uh, stayed in Germany over that time because uh, over the holidays from uh, 2019 to 2020, um, I flew back and uh, with my family and stayed a while in my hometown in Germany. And, yeah, it's just couldn't come back to the States for a while because the travel restriction, we kind of settled down in Germany again, uh, just got us a nice little apartment and all that stuff. And then in the end, when they opened back up, I think it was September-ish, uh, we had the chance to travel back from Germany to England, just quarantine for a week and then get tested and go back to work in NXT UK. But I'm used to do kind of like a little bit more, just travel back and forth from the States uh, in England, but that wasn't possible. But luckily, it wasn't that much effect, uh, affecting me, my schedule, because I only had NXT UK in that time, yeah. and I just flew out like once a month or something like that. So it was okay, though. And I've always wondered, what is the travel like for example, if WWE were to say to you, okay, we need you on NXT this week, how far out would they contact you to be to be on that show? And how like what is the process of that traveling? Um, depends. When you live in Orlando, they probably give you 24 hours, like the heads up on, hey, this is what we want to do on television. Sometimes you get a little bit more, sometimes you know kind of where you're going, yeah. but especially it's so hard to do that with COVID. Uh, and getting tested and you have to kind of figure out uh, who's positive, who's negative. So in the time where uh, WWE had that breakout, they had to kind of like, you know, 
schedule a whole different showdown because the majority of the main actors being tested positive, even just asymptomatic till completely sick. So it's very hard, but like 24 hours ish. So I always got like on Mondays, the, like the, the creative for the day after. So you would have the chance kind of to, to think about some ideas, like think something uh, as an input to the story or just, you know, talk with the other guys. And with Annex UK, it's basically you travel to England, you have one week of the performance center schedule and you kind of over that days, you kind of get a little bit the heads up on, hey, this is what we want to do for the tapings. This is the plan. Eventually we go towards that direction. So it's a little bit more like earlier than that, but also it's taped and not live like NXT in the United States. And this past week, I mean, for you has probably been a whirlwind of a bunch of stuff happening. Uh, ending your time with WWE, how well, you have, you've had about a week now to really let that digest and really mm-hmm. come to fully understand it. Uh, yeah. How are you feeling? And, and are you really uh, at the point where you can fully digest it? Um, I wasn't mad or wasn't super angry. I wasn't sad when I got the message. Uh, I talked with uh, the person on the telephone and just, um, I understand the decision uh, from a business point aspect, but from like in like working aspect, I couldn't understand it. And I, uh, it's kind of like for me, uh, a pandemic cut by a worker who's there for six years has done something not 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 as big as uh, uh, I would like to have accomplished something but on the other end just always like um, you know giving his best his 100% and like always just being there on time and just be professional and then seeing that uh, or just have the feeling you get let go uh, in the in the way of like the contract will not be renewed and you think about okay like first of all what what i have done um that they do not want to continue the investment and then seeing kind of like okay but you know there's so many people who are not you know really have the potential like i i have but you know that's a business decision it is what it is and um i mean six years was a long time and it kind of hit hard but on the other side, I wasn't that much like flustered because I know what I'm capable of and I know I will be do, doing good, even like in the Indies or maybe, maybe in another promotion, who knows, time will tell. But now just after one week, it's kind of, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm, I'm very happy. I'm excited that I can move back to Germany. I'm excited that I can move back uh, um, in my, uh, to my hometown, um, you know, having my friends, back around me, having my family back around me. My son can grow up with, with grandparents. My wife is, is back as well. So she will see her family and like, her friends as well. So it's really, really a positive thing on my, on my side. And even if it's still a bit stinks, I think that's human, that's normal. Yeah. But I'm, I have no animosity towards WWE because again, I understand it from the business standpoint. and. You know, they have to do what they have to do. The machine rolls on and, you know, hopefully um, it's it's a good decision on their part. So we'll see what 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 counts. And looking at the Ross, I mean, you are one of the most well-rounded stars that they have because you were able to perform on a high level with Sanity. You were able to perform on a high level with Imperium. All across the board, you're able to adapt. So I think for a lot of fans and, and even the superstars around, it was one of those like 
head scratcher moments to, to see that, that to see that happen really um yeah. but the night before which is kind of the the weirdest part you performed on nxt uh mm-hmm. with them in the match with killian dane in just minutes and it seemed it seemed odd i guess to me watching it because it wasn't it kind of seemed like they were going like with an injury angle or something like that because the storyline building up was just oh they were he was out the week before or something like that so when that was presented to you what did you think of you know having like that two minute match and uh like what what was your, your thoughts on that um my thoughts on that was okay uh that sucks because six minutes we had six minutes in total got bumped down to five minutes so two minute match was left and because of everything how it happened I thought like, okay, that's, that's more like an angle than an actual match. So I think, or I thought at that point, Hey, it's just an angle because the story will continue. So the story will continue now get bumped out out of Imperium. Now somehow I get back together with Killian because we just team before insanity. Maybe they want to do a sanity 2.0, or maybe I just gone on, on a crazy rampage, uh, rampage against Imperium. Now maybe just, I just, try to pay back to Marcel and, and Fabian. And with that, maybe I help out Killian to do something with that, however. But I was in the mood of like, okay, that's an angle. It will continue next week. So they, you know, and it would be perfect for that. There's so much space like, to continue the story. But in the end, I understand to, hey, um, two minutes for that. And then, you know, let's kill this guy and get him off TV, <laughs> which is totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Because that storyline, I mean, it had been building for what seemed like, you know, a couple of months or so where you had the backstage segments with Killian and Drake Maverick and, yep. you know, back over on NXT UK or even in NXT, the, the here and there with, you know, Imperium members. So it kind of seemed like they were going in a direction where they were going to break you off and possibly put you with uh, back with Killian, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. Sanity 2.0 or just doing something completely different. Did you have like any insight as to like what they were kind of, trying to go with like leading up to this or were you just going along with you know with whatever they told you there uh the insight is that um in in spring 2020 the plan was to split me off from imperium and bring back sanity but then uh the pandemic hit and ui got released so and travel restriction just came up so nobody could travel nobody could do anything and that then eventually like sanity like could like do six-man tactic matches against imperium yeah. which which would have been nice in that part even if i wasn't that much keen on that because I, I i love being a part of imperium because it's it's more more me yeah even if i if i love the time and sanity and i really like had some some great achievement with that i'm more like an and pure wrestler than an actor yeah and that being said imperium was the perfect fitting for me um yeah that again that was the plan but and, and also in the beginning, when I talked to Triple H about uh, me going to NXT UK, because we just have uh, been in, I think, main roster, Montreal, Superstar Shaker, blah, 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 and nothing came out. And then I got the, appear- uh, the uh, appearances for NXT UK, and I was asking Triple H, hey, what's that all about? And he told us, yeah, I don't want you guys to, you know, just sit around here in the main roster and do nothing. I want to use your potential. So I split you off and you go, you go to NXT UK uh, just to go back with your old group, Ring Camp. 
yeah together and just you know start building nxt uk and start you guys as a brand and then eventually you will split off and we'll feud with them that was the first idea then after i heard about the plan with sanity in 2020 i thought like okay that's what you mean like you will you will split me off from the group to feud with them and then okay with my old group together because they totally dropped the ball on sanity uh, at the main roster and it was his creation in nxt yeah. and it worked and i think for him was a little bit um, you know, a bit of pill to swallow that they kind of dropped the ball with us. So I guess he wanted to bring back EY down to NXT because he was doing nothing in the main roster as well. And just with us getting together and just continue, maybe just to continue at the work we left when we left NXT, that we continue the work there. So would be would be sweet. But now just is kind of like, okay, let's do a Sanity 2.0. Uh, probably not. What do we do with him? We have nothing for him right now, so don't know what we can do. And eventually, it was just a matter of time till they would have split me up from Imperium, because also my Imperium, because of things what happened, like it's it's easier to have a three-person group instead of yeah. instead of the four-person group. It's it's always one head more you have to think about, it. and sometimes it turns into a total clusterfuck. Yeah. So and eventually, like it. I think it, it, it fits better when you have Walter and side to side is more and Fabian and just having me again, it's, it always felt like a little bit weird. Sometimes it's the better pictures, the three of them. Yeah. So, but okay. What they have for me, probably nothing. And I'm not that cheap. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, they have to figure out my contract came up. And they have to figure out what to do. And then the end say, hey, you know what? Kachibots are coming. So just let him go. We'll see. But again, like that's that's the business. And you, we all signed the contract and we all all aware of it could happen sooner or later. Even I, I for myself, I was very comfortable. Like, oh, I'm not getting released. I'm good, you know, because I have trust in myself. I know my capabilities. And But in the end, just, you know, Another one bites the dust. And uh, leading up to, I guess you, I guess you can call it the release. Uh, leading up to that moment, did you have any thoughts that maybe, like you just said, that you were comfortable, you know, not being released? Was there any doubt in your mind that maybe that could happen? Seeing all these people, all these budget cuts, these large groups of people, uh, either with new contracts or contracts ending soon, that they were letting go. I haven't heard about any uh, cuts before. Uh, even I was asking on the phone, like, hey, are you guys cool with spreading the word? And he said, yeah, because one guy got released and he's probably all over Twitter right now. So, okay. So I didn't know about that people got released. Um, and in the end, like, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is and I don't care. Yeah. That was the other thing. I'm, I'm not big on, I want to know who gets released and blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, it sucks for people, especially for people who, who, who need to figure out what comes next. I, I'm fortunate enough, uh, enough that, I, that I learned a lot in those six years, which I can use as tools to, to stay successful. And also, I, I was a pro wrestler before I signed with WWE and I was successful in Germany as well. So... I'm, I'm not worried about that stuff, but it sucks for people who just started, just came out of a different sport and now have to kind of figure it out and just, you know, and maybe go back to whatever, their old sport, or I don't know. So, um, it, yeah, what can I say? It's, it's, it's a bad timing for everybody, you know, yeah. but um, 
I was fully surprised, but I kind of had the feeling of it because it's it's pretty weird. Um, and the reason was I tried to kind of figure out what the plan is for the next weeks. Yeah. Uh, and I not I, I did not really got a hold of somebody and they probably knew it because what I have here was it was already decided three weeks before, but they kind of like stalled back um, and it just waited three more weeks eventually till some something happened. I don't know. But I hear like the, the firings, the, the, the let go should have happened uh, three weeks ago. So maybe they knew it before. I don't know who knew it. Uh, and even if I could tell, I don't know if it's the truth. Yeah. And, but in the end, it doesn't matter. It's totally not a matter at all. And to kind of clarify for all the fans uh, listening and watching, um, you technically weren't released by WWE. If you can just like, explain kind of like what it was that your contract was coming up and they, they chose to not renew it. Because people yeah. think, oh, release. Oh, it's like, wish you the best in your future yeah. endeavors, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's, again, doesn't matter. <laughs> so <laughs> I technically I'm not released. And uh, that's what it uh, told me on the phone. Uh, your contract, contract is up on June 15th. We just simply will not renew you. So your contract will run out. It's also um, the collaboration with WWE. So on June 16th, uh, I'm a free agent. So I have no, not, uh, I have no non-compete clause or anything. Basically, those four weeks now or three weeks now is my non-compete clause. And then I'm free to go. Wow. And... Uh, I was reading also that WWE, I guess, like they took care of you in that sense where they gave you the, yes. the, the rest of your salary up front. And I mean, no harsh things there. I mean, it, it, no, not at all. And uh, again, I told it in other podcasts as well. Like a, a lot of people, they always hate on WWE for uh, mistreating their, their talents or just, you know, the firings and everything. But people need to understand, like if you work for a big corporation, that's what it is. You know, you, you, you can come up the highest employer of the month, you know, making so much money and then the next day you get fired. It's possible. But WWE always took care of me and always takes care of the talents. They, the travel agency is very kind and it's like all like the stuff around, like people always speak about Vince McMahon and all like the other guys, but like the, the true heroes of this company are like the men and women who work their asses off to uh, take care of the talents, take care of the, the staff and from wrestler, to referee, to the guy who set up the lights and everything. So they took care of me. They they, they offered me that they want to uh, pay me out in full or I could still get the weekly salary. And they also told me, uh, or just already paid for it. So they say, hey, uh, because you're international talent, you have to uh, fly back home because my visa will expire. So we'll pay the fly home. And, you know, they don't have to do this. You can say, of course, they have to do this because it's a million dollar company, but in the end, they don't. They just can't say, hey, you're fired and, you know, fuck you. So, but <laughs> they haven't done that. It's, and they're very professional. Again, it's a business. You have to be professional in the business. I was always professional to them, and they are always professional to me. That's the way to do it. I mean, yeah. it's the right way to do it. And it keeps, it keeps the relationship flowing, even if you're not there, you know, so it, it's just, it's all around good business. If you take, things in that wrestling business personal yeah. you're full that's that's the thing you you should not of course sometimes it's it gets personal but in the end um um it's because the person wants to do it and i know from wwe side they're not interested in making things personal and 
you know, it's there's no need to burn bridges. Of course. Not in that situation, not in any relationship. Um, even if somebody's screwing you over, you know, it's just, you know, it's it's not your fault. And in the end, you, you there's no need to be negative or just be pissed something if nothing major happened. Of course, I, I get it. If something happens and it's a mistreatment and it's unprofessional environment, everything, then, yeah. you know, of course you would be pissed. But in that case, you know, it's just a business decision. So I'm not pissed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's all the questions I had about the release. I know it gets kind of repetitive there. Everyone was asking the same questions. Um, okay. But I do have some questions regarding uh, your time with Imperium, because to me, this is, well, NXT UK is built around, around the group. Um, but there's a lot of talk about how Walter didn't want to move to the US, all this stuff, stuff you've already heard already. Do you think if that wasn't the case, that Imperium would be the biggest thing in wrestling if, if they were on Raw and SmackDown and the main roster? Mm, depends. Um, thinking about it, no. Because it's it's an awesome act, and it's 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 very very unique because it's um, very authentic yeah. from all like let's say the four of us. There are the three of them, um, but I think in the end it 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 would fail miserably in the main roster. Not for Walter though. <laughs> I think he will be fine because he's amazing, you know, and he's definitely a cash cow for WWE, and they know that, and he probably too. But I believe it's now better than I'm not anymore in the group because again, it's easier to think about three heads and four heads, and also I I'm not sure. I, I I would say I would love to see those guys be successful on the main roster, and I would love to see those guys just you know just running through the whole divisions, tag team division and and uh, title divisions, and just you know conquer everything and becoming like freaking millionaires in 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 years and everything. So I wish them all the best, but I'm I'm not sure about it because that one year of main roster experience just taught me a lot, and that was first. No, no matter what they do or no matter what they tell you in the beginning, it's not a guarantee. Nothing is guaranteed in that business, especially not if somebody tells you, hey, they want to do something with you and you will be on every show. Yeah, three months later, you're at home, you know, and then when you're at work, you're in catering. So it, it is what it is. <laughs> but I, I believe, uh, first of all, tag team wrestling is not the, the best part of WWE and NXT is way more better, but up there in the main roster, Raw and SmackDown, it's it's not a secret, right? If you can yeah. see it and a lot of like um a lot of news reported about that. Yeah. That's one of the biggest uh points uh, of uh, like critique WWE gets that they not really care about tech team wrestling. Yeah. Uh and then the other one is basically um it's just a matter of time till, till they maybe split the crew completely. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's just go ahead with Walter or who knows, or maybe Fabian or Marcel, they, they kind of like um, have like an, an like better picture in that. And it's, 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 a, it's a good question. And as you can tell, I have to <laughs> think about it right now, but 
I believe like from, from my feeling right now, uh, NXT should stay, uh, Imperium should stay in NXT. Yeah. And I mean, if, if the time is right, and it's always a matter of time as well, if the time is right and the money is good, why not go into the main roster? But also there's the problem of what you said before that in a lot of interviews, what means problem? It's not a problem, but <laughs> in a lot of interviews that Walter said he is not keen on moving to the States. So in that case, it's his decision, you know what I mean? I totally respect that. And especially, um, you know, he's in charge of that. And, you know, they could say, okay, you don't move to the US. So uh, we kind of, you know, let, let you go. Yeah. All the other promotions will kick it for him. It keeps him a hot commodity. They have no, pardon? It keeps him a hot commodity, you know, being. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. And he's in a position where he can demand things. And, uh, you know, that that makes it for him easier. It makes it uh, more complicated for the company. But I think in in that case, Triple H will be kind of like, okay, he stays in NXT. So I don't mind this, you know. So basically, he, he's good then with this decision. If, if really Vince McMahon wants to have a main roster, he will have to spend a lot of money, I guess, because I believe that's maybe the only reason why he would move. Yeah. But and- that's my opinion, right? So <laughs> it's not written in stone. It's just me talking BS. Of course, of course. And uh, I was looking through the rosters, I mean, all across WWE, and I think you're one of a very few, if not few, the only one who's been a part of, the main roster, NXT and NXT UK. And that's that's actually really cool to see that you've been a part of all three rosters. Yeah. Um, in your opinion, what is the biggest difference between those three? Um, the difference between main roster, SmackDown, that's the only experience I had, wasn't on Raw. So just SmackDown was uh, a bigger production than NXT. And what I heard from other uh, co-workers, even SmackDown was a smaller production than Monday Night Raw because, you know, Monday Night Raw, three hours of live television versus two hours of live television. So, like, staff was very limited. And, like, in, in, in NXT, you have, like, a few guys can set up things. You have a few writers. You have one of the head, you have one head writer, you have like the other guys who kind of like be in the production and just producing matches, all like the coaches and everything. So it's a smaller and in my opinion, more efficient team. And um, in my opinion, NXT is the better product to watch. Uh, up there in SmackDown, it was sometimes too much, too many people, too many heads, too many words, blah, 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 blah. Everything gets oversaturated, uh, too much sometimes too much talking you know and just just do it but i understand (laughs) it it's um it's a live television production from uh, a television paying one billion dollar for contract so of course everybody's running around uh, without their hats right and then you have to certify uh, certify the boss as well because he made the deal with a big company to make a lot of money for his company and if you don't work in his pace in his way you have to go right and nobody wants to lose their job so from the production standpoint, it was huge. And then also when NXT went live on the USA network, the production was a little bit more. And also you had to be a little bit more keen on time because it's not any more taped. You cannot, you know, do like the little, okay, let's, let's, skip, a, let's skip a minute out. You cannot edit stuff out. 
Yeah. But you have to be on time. And when you wrestle TV wrestling, uh, um, like live television wrestling, you yeah. cannot go over because, you know, if, if you, you can go over if the matches before leave your time and you are the main event, but yeah. you have to protect the main event that the main event has enough time till they go off. So you, if you with the second match, you cannot go over for, for one or two minutes. Vice versa, you better on like, you know, going off a minute earlier or 30 seconds just to leave that space uh, for, for later if somebody goes over. So it's really strict on time and you have to hit the time. Otherwise, you're not able to work live television and this could be a kiss of death. Um, on the other side, NXT UK is way smaller. It's kind of like more like an independent wrestling promotion, which is coded by the WWE, but like all people who are on the contract or have been on the contract, they had worked on the European or uh, on the British independent scene. Yeah. So everybody was a wrestler in the first place. There was no former NFL player who just got into wrestling and then yeah. comes out on television and does not know what to do, kind of. So everybody knew what they're doing. The only thing what, what uh, a lot of people did was kind of like getting, getting them used to the WWE style of wrestling. Yeah. There's a camera, you have to work on that camera. We do production if, um, you know, all like the, the do's and don'ts of WWE, especially, in the, you know, in their product uh, uh, picture. So, but also it, it's, it's way smaller than NXT in the US, but in that time, the branch just grew and grew and grew. Like you had a lot of like great, great performers. They brought out, uh, brought up, the whole yeah. brand of NXT UK. So now they are in the BT Sports Studio. Now they have um, BT Sport as a uh, channel, and they they broadcast NXT UK in United Kingdom. So that's a big step for not only WWE, also for NXT UK. Of course, and uh, we kind of touched on Sandy a little bit here and there, and I'm curious to know when they when you were first approached with the idea of okay, we're going to create this group Sanity. You know, EY, uh, Nikki Cross, everybody involved. What was the initial idea that they pitched to you? Like, what was their idea of what it was supposed to be? Uh, the first idea was, hey, there's something coming. It's very special. And they want a group of guys and you are one of the guys. And it's something what Triple H, uh, Triple H planned for years. And he wanted to have the right guys for it. And now he thinks uh, he has a group together. And then uh, they put us together with EY. They is uh, uh, WWE and us is Sawyer Fulton, myself. Um, so, and they, right, hey, this is Eric Young, blah, blah, blah. He, he will be joining the company and he will be uh, one with you and the crew and blah, blah, blah. And then you told us hey, Smoking Aces, the movie with Ben Affleck and everything. And that movie, you have a crew of like brothers. They've been kind of ra uh, hellraisers, like some neo-Nazi punk guys. You always like, you know, take a bullet for punching somebody in the face-ish. And they are kind of like mercenary assassins, but they never just do it uh, uh, very uh, quiet and clean. They kind of like have to shoot the entire magazine into the guy just to really like rip him apart. So, you know, <laughs> killing uh, completers. But otherwise, we burn the shop down, we shoot everybody, and we go out, just probably lose a finger, but hey. Chaos. Who cares, <laughs> you know? So kind of that. So they gave us the direction for that. And then we had to figure out like how to kind of like make it our own. Yeah. And also with like 
set it, uh, like make it our own without just, you know, um, or with doing what we get told, you know, without sacrificing the idea of what uh, the boss had. Of course. And, you know, speaking of sanity, uh, in your opinion, what do you think was the reason for why it didn't succeed uh, in general, I guess you can say the main roster or whatever, but why it was initially uh, disbanded? I think it has something to do with the, with the different products. So NXT is more like rock and roll and the main roster is more like hip hop or R&B yeah. or pop pop culture like something you know and you can tell the difference like when you hear uh nxt loud music it's always something like slipknot or whatever heavy guitars and also it's more influenced by 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 a motorhead uh, loving and living guy like triple h you know he's he said rock and roll meathead who likes to lift weights and listen to motorhead and just does this on the entrance <laughs> where you know so it, it's it's that Right. So, and it's, it's more like in a smaller things because hip hop for in the States where hip hop is more successful than heavy metal or rock. Yeah. So, and that's, that's, um, so because I think it's more like marketable because yeah. not everybody can listen to like heavy screen screaming music, but everybody can kind of listen to the beat, my opinion. Um, and I think even time is, is very important because yeah. um, when we came up, they told us, yeah, Vince wants to work with you guys so bad. He has such a great ideas and blah, blah, blah. And we also had ideas which we pitched and it felt good. And, you know, we had to trust in the whole system and, and the whole product and the whole process. And then they delayed everything. They delayed the debut. They delayed the first match. They, they make us job in the first match. And then we are off television for another some weeks. And then we debuted again and blah, blah, blah. And I believe uh, probably something which Vince McMahon didn't like. And if he didn't like something, you probably have just one chance. And after you, you know, you just stay there and just maybe something up, uh, something else comes up. Or probably uh, it's like the time because... A lot of times in this business, you have to be at the right place at the right time. And I think at the beginning, they probably had some good ideas. Um, I think the, the vast majority of ideas we had wasn't wasn't compet uh, wasn't 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 good for for a PG pro product. Even it was nothing like really crazy or bad. But we had yeah. ideas like just you know destroy stuff and burn something down and just you know like directly like anarchy riot yeah. stuff we had ideas in the way of like that um we told them hey we, we don't we, we do not need to wrestle without character just let us try come in and just ruin some shit and yeah. next week there you have like some security guys that want to stop us let us let us like whatever mess them up let us like fuck those guys up <laughs> next week this time you have like some police guys there and we get in an altercation like and then somebody starts the first punch and it starts getting nuts the next week we have riot police and now we throw shit off those guys and they have to get the shields up stuff like this but also it's probably nothing good for pg product because you know <laughs> if people like us because yeah those guys are cool heels they yeah. maybe want to do it in school or whatever because you know kids are watching as well so i don't know if 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 that was maybe the point, but I guess if we had started right away with a bang, it yeah. could be possible that we are still kind of present there. But because it got delayed and delayed and delayed, it maybe got shut down, shut down, shut down. And then the end is like, ah, now it's not the time for that. Because sometimes you have an idea which is shit, but two months later, it's the best idea ever. 
you know? So I think it's that. They did something along those lines, like with retribution. They brought him in. They were they were burning stuff outside. They were doing all this yep. stuff. That was a great and, vision move. And then it just... Yeah, died. they dropped the ball with that as well because, again, um, that's all the stuff we pitched. Yeah. Probably yeah. not like smashing a window, but, uh, but just causing chaos because that yeah. was the gimmick of whole sanity, controlled chaos, controlled by us. And it's also when you start uh, when you start a fight, you are more in control because the other guy is not aware of, okay, now is the fighting time. And also with chaos and with the riot, when you start that riot, you know what you do. Yeah. And the I think also, on the other side has to see, oh my God, what's happening right now. So he has to check the situation first, but you're in total control. That's the controlled chaos gimmick. And that's what we had in mind. Like when you worried about us doing something, you cannot worry about yourself again. And then you, you forget the defense or whatever. So and that being said, like with retribution, it was a feedback. Uh, yeah, a flashback, not a feedback. It was a flashback because we kind of pitched ideas like this. And now they had a chance to do it, maybe because of the pandemic. But they could have done so much more. And then they kind of like came up with that. And, you know, yeah. what they're doing right now. <laughs> it's And it's not cool for the guys because I guess they, they kind of been excited about them then after they they felt ish something like ah oh, it's going nowhere you yeah. know so in the end hopefully everybody's fine and just still like around because that sucks and that that hits on your um positivity and that hits on your creativity because you kind of feel um, you feel powerless and that's the thing you 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 don't know where it's going and you have no control about this and you feel helpless and you know it's yeah. it sucks and even along those lines of like, like we're discussing what why sanity didn't work. I think from a, like from my perspective, from a from a, a fan's perspective, not having Nikki Cross there as well, I think was a huge loss too because everyone knows this group as a four person group, and Nikki Cross yeah. was a very charismatic part of that group. And you know, bring, if you were to bring her to SmackDown, have her you know be in the women's division, portraying Sanity, you know, making it grow there. You know, it, that would have helped really brand uh, or sanity on SmackDown. I think not having her is yeah. just a, a huge. Yeah, that, that was the point uh, what totally sucked in the, in the progress of, hey, you guys get called up to the main roster, but just three of you guys, Nikki stays here. You yeah. know, that sucked for real. But it, it was a decision because at that time they needed somebody who kind of like, uh, elevated the NXT women's division that part because they lost Oscar, they lost Amber in that part, and they had to build up new. So they cannot sacrifice everybody yeah. because um, they have done that before. And then they kind of struggled a little bit to bring that back up. Um, and yeah, you, you could even like when Nikki got the call up, you could have denied us again. You know, just we had this once entrance in Manchester. England, where we came out and cut off Becky's promo, Becky Lynch's promo, where we showed up and then in the end, Nikki came out and just had the open challenge accepted by Becky. Yeah. So that was the first thing. And that was even like um, that, I think it was Tyson Kidd in the meeting, like in the production, he said, you guys know they're being with the Sanity guys before, there's just been four of them. So why not doing this? And yeah. then what really? <laughs> and <laughs> they go, okay, nobody cares about what what NXT NXT does. 
in that being said, because it's a different world, but it's the same company. But anyway, it was kind of like, okay, maybe they bring us back together. So we have her back. So we could like do here and do that. And maybe we have like three guys with one girl who's doing nothing, bring them together, have them be in baby face. Let us work on a program. Let us bring that together. But in the end, they, they you know, it's two, two hours of television, live television, where you have maybe half an hour of, of commercial breaks. So you have to figure out what can fit in those, let's say, a one hour and a half, like in, you know, and a lot of times it wasn't possible to, to, to get TV, uh, to get airtime, to get TV time. So and then we also had the idea because we knew like, uh, or, the, or we know WWE is huge on, on, tele, uh, on internet, you know, all like social media stuff and everything. And we told them, let us do something online. Let us kind of like take over the channels or let us like whatever, like mess with that and, you know, have us more like online just to do things or attack people, which leads into getting some TV time, you know? So as you can hear, we, we were constantly working and pitching and just not just in there with their, you know, yeah, it's... do nothing. And yeah. And uh, I mean, it's kind of early to tell. I know, um, but there is so much opportunity outside of WWE. And, you know, that, that is exciting, not only for you, but for your fans as well. Um, at the moment, is there any interest, do you think, maybe for like an AEW or Impact, Ring of Honor? Like, does anything, did anything come to mind when you... Uh, from my side or from, from their side? Uh, I guess from both, really. Okay, um, so nothing happens now. Yeah. And... I'm not really waiting on it because uh, I'm realistic enough that first of all, I have to go back to Germany because of visa. Yeah. That's the first part. Second of all, I believe that everybody's kind of like stuck right now with uh, talents. When you look at the AEW roster, they have so many people signed right now and so many amazing people of them like are under contract. So do they need me? We'll see. The same with our age. And by the way, you're the first guy who, who uh, naming our age because for the other guys it doesn't exist anymore <laughs> um no but with our age i think the same they are like packed as well and also it's a big thing with right now with like still like, the pandemic i'm now in florida florida is kind of it's, it's fine nothing happened here yeah so which is which is great in my opinion um but for other states it's different with like uh restriction and also like the travel restriction isn't lifted um so it's still hard to have, for example, guys from Europe come over to the States without uh, quarantine stuff and whatever. So it's it's always hard for promotions to um, have like international talents. And even if I'm still in the States, I'm an international talent because I'm from Germany and I have a German passport. I don't have a US passport or another passport. I have a German passport and I have to leave uh, one month after my contract is running out. Yeah. So um, I'm open for, for everything. Um, I'm, I'm open for, for every opportunity that comes to my head. And I would love to work for another uh, big company. Yeah. I would love to work for WWE as well. And that's, uh, um, you know, just take no, not never, because that would be <laughs> stupid. But for me, it's the thing first, I have to kind of like settle down back in Germany and see where my chances are. And there's a, there's a wrestling scene in Germany who I would like to go again and, and perform there and just, you know, spread out my six years of WWE experience and make that market a, a better place. And 
right around the corner there's the UK, which has also a big indie market with a lot yeah. of um, free agent talents. Let's call it that, you know, unsigned talents. And there's a lot of opportunity for me to catch. And I think, or I believe, I don't need to be signed by a big company. It would be great. It would be awesome. Uh, but I would love to uh, work independent promotions a little bit, just see what it goes. Not every independent promotion, like the independent promotion who is professional, who um, is awesome to work. So I will choose from that part. And also I would love to travel. I would love to travel again to Japan. I would love, love to travel again in like the majority of the, all the European countries because there's a lot of uh, countries in Europe and there are a lot of wrestling promotion in each country. Yeah. So, you know, just pick up, uh, pick up the raisins and just have fun with it and just make the most out of it. Also, uh, make my brand bigger. Yeah. Um, I had the chance with six years of WWE to um, become a successful brand. And I want to continue with the success of being like a valuable brand for every wrestling promotion. When I first, uh, you know, was writing this question to ask you what kind of, you know, what company you would think would come to mind. I immediately thought of impact just because Mad Men Fulton Sawyer's there and there's so much like history there. And also there's such great tag teams, individual superstars. Impact was the first place that came to mind. So uh yeah. be able to have that story with Fulton there that'd be awesome to see too yeah again like it doesn't matter which promotion I would be interested if if, if the offer is good and is, is the working environment is amazing and impact is one of the places uh, where a lot of guys I know like say it's awesome to work there so yeah, yeah why not but um uh, yeah Sawyer's there I'm, I'm here and there sometimes uh texting with him I'm still in contact with EY of course yeah. so yeah why not yeah, that, that would be awesome to see. And, and kind of like I said, it's a breath, breath of uh, fresh air to, you know, to have the chance to really do what you want now. And uh, yeah. there's so much opportunity. Is there anyone outside of WWE that you would consider like, that you're eager to work with, I should say? Any superstar that, that you're looking that, that would be like, oh, that's someone I want to get in the ring with? That's a good question, though. Haven't thought about it, and it's hard to answer it right now because there's so many great talents outside and so many interesting folks yeah. I haven't worked with. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I cannot answer that question right now because <laughs> um, I'm aware about the other wrestling products because I, I want to have my eyes and ears kind of everywhere. But um, shame on me. I, I haven't watched a wrestling uh, a full wrestling show since maybe a year. So the last full wrestling show I've watched was the first day of WrestleMania and probably an NXT takeover. But because it was WrestleMania and I really wanted to see Claudio against uh, Cesaro <laughs> against uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah. And then um, the other thing, takeover, because takeover was always great. So, oh, but like, otherwise I couldn't be bothered with watching wrestling. Maybe a match, maybe uh, a part of a match or something, but yeah you know, it's I, I try to always keep my private life also like a little bit sacred for not getting uh brain fried by work yeah. and also just to have enough time for family because sometimes you have to switch cell phone off and just you know just just give zero fucks about everything else than your family it's the way to do it <laughs> now uh, one final question here and uh what kind of summed up your six years with wwe do you have a favorite uh, like time during your WWE run? 
that you could say that that is the most significant for you? Oh, uh, I would, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say the time where uh, I was in Sanity and we won the titles leading up to eventually the War Games match. War Games, an excellent, excellent one. So, and War Games was such a great experience and I loved it. Even if I bled like, like crazy. So <laughs> that was even better then. <laughs> um, and of course, like uh, winning the title. So from that part till, because it was, it felt something special. You had achieved something and then you, you have the chance to work up to that point of, oh, first war game match in history. We do the NXT and I'm part of that. Yeah. And leading up from that uh, to this. So, um, and then the other part was the first month with uh, Imperium where we kind of like we started and then we continued till the feud uh, Walter had with Tyler Bate for NXT TakeOver Cardiff. Another excellent one. <laughs> and like the entire Imperium time, even like the entire yeah. Sanity time. The first start with Sanity was special where Sawyer was still a part of it. Even it was a bit frustrating because we had to, you know, just adjust and adapt and blah, 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 everything. Because I'm not used to be a brawler. I used to be an all-around guy, but the majority of my wrestling scene is based on wrestling. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but as soon as we got it and we picked up some steam, it was always fun. The same with Imperium. As soon as you get something, it would appear it was easier because it's more authentic and it was like getting getting back in what I'm used to be. To be. Yeah. Um, but with sanity was like okay, we have to adapt, and then when the when the ball was rolling, it was easy to adapt. So it's like those two for real. The the beginning wasn't too much fun. It was a lot of like BS, a lot of like stupid, stupid trial and error. Yeah, yeah. Like you start somewhere else, you have to feel in, and then you feel like okay, I know how wrestling works, but like how they how they how they kind of sometimes handle things and even like some talents being like straight up assholes not towards to me because you know i don't care but um a lot of things just being right in that part and i hated the first year just not being there and making the money but just have to kind of like suffer through this bullshit to um you know make my dream come true so but in the end it all was worth it and another experience which i could collect and just laugh about it now yeah <laughs> And uh, for all the fans listening and watching, uh, where could they go to follow you or to find more of uh, Axel Tischer? Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, and that's it. Um, Instagram is unfortunately still under uh, the WWE Wolf because I have no idea how to change that handle right <laughs> now. They say I have to uh, contact the support, but yeah, I don't know where the support is because <laughs> you know, um, nobody works there. So, and that, but on Twitter is at Axman3060. And yeah, everything what's new, everything what's up to date, uh, sooner or later there will be some links in for merchandise. I have a cameo accounts for personal messages. And yeah, so when you follow me on Twitter, you will get the news, uh, what's all about about me. And yeah, you can follow me, you can um, buy a cool shirt or, you know, use the cameo, whatever you want to do. So feel free and yeah, thank you to everybody for their support. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for uh, your time to talk and really open up and talk about everything that's going on and what you've uh, you've been through in your six years of WWE. But I'm also excited for what's to come for you because 
you know, being a, a professional wrestler, there are ups and downs. And I think this time that's coming for you is going to be a, a, a really high, high rise. And I'm excited to, you know, to be along the ride and see what happens. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll be in touch. And uh, just again, thank you for your time. Cool. Thank you very much for having me. And before you go, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe down below to stay up to date with the next big interview right here on The Angle Podcast.